Hey there, how you guys doing today? This is Pastor Robert, and I'm super excited about starting our podcast today. This is our very first podcast, and I know people have been waiting, and I've been waiting to get some equipment, and finally got everything going, and and today, right now, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, and I just have to do a podcast before I go to sleep. So I'm excited about it, and I'm going to have this podcast on every Tuesday. I'm going to drop a new podcast. So I really want you guys to listen to it, and don't just listen to it. I want you to share it, and I I want you to comment on it and give me feedback. So, But one of the reasons why I wanted to do a podcast was having the opportunity to really share my heart with everyone. And uh, no, you can't do that really on Sunday morning. Uh, there's some things that you can't really talk about, but you can really deal with things in this podcast. And so I'm super excited about that. And I probably said that three times already because I am. And uh, now that you're listening, I want you to commit to checking us out on every Tuesday. Amen. So look, uh, you know, we got the uh, COVID-19 uh, virus that's been going around and, and um. It's been crazy. Like I, I look out the door. I don't see people on the street. I go to the store, and there's no toilet paper, and uh, there's so much fear in everyone. Uh, CNN and Fox News. I don't know what part is you you watch or listen to, um, but every time the the newscaster come on, it's all about fear and being afraid of this and that, and what if this happened, and what if that happens, and um, it's so hard not to allow those things into your system, and allow those things into your your mind and your heart, because uh, even though we believe, and we know that that God is still on the throne, man, there's a lot of fear, even in churches these days, so I want to talk about that a little bit, and give you some some thoughts to take with you. Uh, first, I want to kind of share a story with you. When I was living in Maine, my my two oldest, uh, my son and uh, my daughter, Kiana, were in the house, and evidently they decided to play with some matches, and they lit the match in their closet, and in the closet, uh, once they saw the flame, they... They said they put it out, and they walked out, and they closed the door. However, I looked, I smelled smoke, uh, and I kind of chased that smell, and I looked, and there was smoke coming out of that closet. So I opened the door, and it was a big swoosh. I mean, the fire kind of, it grew and rushed at me, and I felt the heat of that fire when I opened that door, and it scared me, you know, and I, the fire department come, and they put out the fire, and and everything was good, but I think about that a lot. How that fire just swooshed in my face, and and when I opened that door, and I and I realized that fire has a, a triangle. They call it the fire triangle, and it's oxygen. There is the fuel, and there is um, the the igniter, right? Um, whatever that combustible is that catches fire. And if you remove one of those from the fire triangle, uh, the fire will stop. Uh, so when I opened that door, I introduced the oxygen. 
uh, to the fire. And the fire, when it grew, that oxygen whooshed into the, went into the closet, it swooshed out and it grew because of the oxygen uh, that was, was in it. So uh, you can feed the fire and you can starve a fire. And I really w- wanted you to look at our fear the same way. If we feed our fear, then it grows, right? And if we don't feed it, it goes away. But we can't help but to feed it, man. You, you watch TV, uh, you go out and you see the crazy things. Uh, people buying a million packs of, of toilet paper. I still can't find any toilet paper. I, I was blessed because my uncle and my aunt, they brought some toilet paper to my house. Um, but the fire... And that fear that's going around, it's catching. Because when you begin to talk to someone with fear, you begin to feel that fear that they feel. And the, the more I try to be positive, uh, the more that I feel like people are being negative. And they, and they, and I, I mean, let's look at it. Uh, the virus is, is out there and people are dying. Good people are dying, pastors are dying, and it's so easy to look at myself and say, wow, if that could happen to them, it could happen to me. And I know that God is not a respecter of a person, so uh, he calls it to rain on the just and the unjust alike. However, I believe that if we that we need to be in a time of prayer, and one of the things that we're going to be calling on in, at Liberty Church is uh, seven days of prayer. And in those seven days, we're going to meet, not meet, but we're going to uh, do a Facebook Live devotional um, at 7 p.m. And then right after devotional at 7.30, we'll do a prayer line. So if you uh, want to dial into the prayer line, uh, listen to the the devotional, the devotionals on Facebook Live and the the, uh, prayer line, uh, the phone number you can find on our Facebook page, Liberty Church BR. So I would love it for you guys to tune in because we have to starve that fear and not give it any fuel. Can't give it any fuel. But the only one who can feed your fire, who can really feed your fear in your life is you. And and because of what you feed it and the things that it's around. So you got to starve it. You got to starve your fear. And the first way you do that, if you're taking notes, write this down. The first way you starve your fears, you have to reframe it. Uh, you got to be aware of um, that fear and what it's doing in your life, all right? Because where there's fear, there's excuses, there's complaining, there's being negative. Uh, and you, it's important that we pay attention to our words because in those making excuses and complaining and being negative, we are feeding that fear and feeding that that in our life and it's going to continue to grow and not only just grow in us but it's going to grow on others as well so if there's if there's someone around you that is really negative you know this is not a good time to be around them because of the virus and um i like i want my kids to be positive i want them to know that they're safe but if i keep the news on or i keep talking about it it's going to take that that security away from them so we don't want to do that. Uh, so we have to begin to reframe my fear. Reframe my fear. 
The second thing we need to do is we need to stop procrastinating. Now, this is uh, one of the things that I believe um, uh, a lot of us have a hard time with. I mean, myself have a hard time with it. And I realized and I read that procrastination is based in fear. That the times where we are procrastinating, um, we're procrastinating because of fear uh, of whatever that thing is, of not being able to do it or uh, et cetera. But uh, for me, uh, I, my fear has always made me lazy. <laughs> um, but Marion Wester, Colgate Dictionary says that procrastination means to put off intentionally doing something that should be done. Are you feeding your fear with procrastination? I'm so tired of hearing people say they don't have time, and they don't. And the truth is, you we, we have time, um, we just don't have a plan, or we just don't have any motivation. The Bible tells us to to write the plan down and make it plain, so those who read it can run with it. And those people that need to read it and run with it is us, you know. Um, uh, looking, I think it's important to do a. Uh, um, a list of goals for the year and that you have a place that you're going this year. Uh, so are you feeding your fear with procrastination? The third way, the third way that we can starve our fear is we can let go of the outcome and trust God. Wow. That itself is, is something that's so uh, it seems like it's it's so huge to do, because the issue is so front in front of our faces. It's on the radio, it's on the TV, it's in our with our friends, and everybody's dealing with it and talking about it. And we're quarantined in this house with these bad kids, and uh, kind of feel like uh, we're on in prison. And I know that we want to control the outcome, and there's nothing that we can do to control the outcome with this virus. Um, but I believe that we got to let go of the outcome and trust God. We trust God to get us through this. There's not going to be a man that's going to do it. The president can't do it. No one can do it except God. So you have to trust that God will never leave you, leave you or forsake you, that he's always there and he's hearing your prayers and he, he's answering them. Um, but we got to let go of the outcome. We're not God. We're not perfect. We're not going to get it right all the time. Um, so when we let go of the outcome, we give it to God. And once he has it, he'll take care of it. And we'll, we'll let his will be done in it. So are you feeding your fear by living an unsurrendered life? Or, or, or is your life unsubmitted? I know that's a scary word for a lot of people, submit. Um, but submit mean to to undergird. It means to to push forward. So yeah, to submit means to to lift up, and you're lifting up yourself. You're lifting up your spirit. Um, when you let go of the outcome, you can breathe easy because God has it. When you when you're holding on to the outcome, stress, fear, disappointment will be the result. Letting go of the outcome makes space for the possibilities. It makes room for God to to act. As long as your hands on it, God's not going to interrupt. He's going to say, hey, you got it. So we need to learn to get to that place where we can just trust God. 
Um, the Bible says in Matthew 6, chapter 31st verse, it says, Therefore, do not worry, saying what we will eat, or what we shall drink, or what we will wear. For after these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. It's when we surrender. It's when we surrender that God is able to take it and move with it. Our ability to surrender to God, it feeds our fear. When we don't surrender to God, it feeds our fear. Because when we don't surrender, we end up worrying. And when I looked up the word worry in the original Greek, it comes from a word that means to divide. It's dividing your love. It's dividing your loyalty. It's dividing your mind. Jesus tells us that no one can serve two masters because when we try, we end up in worry and anxiety. Maybe you have recently discovered a new season in your life that is uncomfortable. Maybe you're battling an illness, starting over, uh, praying for a miracle. Maybe God is trying to bring you into a new season. I want you to know that God is God of new things. Like, like the Israelites in the wilderness, God is always moving us forward. But forward doesn't mean or doesn't have to be scary. His track record is incredible. He never starts something that he can't finish. He never moves without purpose. He never fails. He is faithful and he is just and he can be trusted. And he wants you to cast all your sins, all your issues, all your anxiety. He wants you to cast it on him because he cares for you. He cares for you. Paul, in the book of Acts, he goes before Felix and he says this in Acts 24 through 26. He says, and some days when Felix, and after some days when Felix came to his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith of Christ. I'm sorry, I'm going to say it again. And after some days when Felix came to his wife, Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Now he's also reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. Felix was afraid, and he answered, Go away for now, and when I have convenient time, I will call you. Meanwhile, he also hoped that money would bring him. He also hoped that Paul had money and that he would buy his way out of the, out of the issue. Felix, he misses it. He had the opportunity to accept Christ. But he put off what he could have done today. He could have listened to Paul. He could have listened to him. But instead, he releases him to go home. Felix missed it. He had the opportunity to accept Christ. But he put it off. So many people are in the same boat. We're fearful. We're fearful of judgment of God. But that fear hasn't prompted us to change yet. Yeah, I know that you're you're afraid of the virus. I get it. But maybe God won't change the virus. Maybe he's trying to change our hearts. Maybe he wants us to look at this a little differently. I've spent so much time with my kids. Uh, time that would have been in the hustle and bustle 
of busyness and the hustle and bustle of uh, pastoring a church. But I actually had the time to sit with my kids, to hear their hearts. We actually made cookies tonight. So I know you're looking at this virus as a bad thing, but I'd rather you look at it as an opportunity for God to shine. An opportunity for God to be God. And I know that Jesus is here. He's fighting for us. He's fighting for us every day. So that's all that I have for today. I I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I hope that um, you're able to share it with someone. Um, Before we go, I'm going to pray with you. Father God, I thank you today, Lord. I thank you for the word that you've given. Our church family, our friends, God, I pray, Lord, that they will be safe and that not one of them will contact, come in contact with this virus. In your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, guys, that's it for me. Love you. Talk to you soon.